Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. A friend called me up recently to ask me about forgetting the past. Apparently, she was having trouble forgetting a particular incident in her past. Try as she may, she was simply unable to keep that incident off her mind, which seemed to always bring her back to a bad place emotionally. She knew she needed to forget about the past and move on, so it wasn't a matter of advising her to do that. Sometimes knowing what to do is a totally different matter from knowing how to do it. I took some time to brood over the matter because we are always good at telling people what to do without giving them the slightest inclination of how it is to be done. I didn't want my counsel to be the usual preaching, but a clear practical approach on how to do it. Then I realized that she was a victim of her own cognitive abilities. Cognition is basically how one processes information. When something happens, we pick it up with our senses. It's then left to our brains to process the impulse and make sense of it. Even when it really doesn't mean anything, our brains try hard to form it into something that makes sense to us. Psychiatrists use picture cards to ascertain the psychological state of their patients. They place a card with an image that doesn't look like anything in particular in front of the patient. The image could look like so many things. Then they ask the person the first thing that comes to their mind. Whatever the patient says at that time gives the psychiatrist an idea of the mental state of the patient. They understand that a person's perception is molded by their cognition. Whatever the patient says shows where his mind always goes first to rationalize things. Matters of forgiveness is exactly the same. It's a matter of cognition, the way you process information. We don't have control of the world, so things will definitely happen that are hard on us emotionally. And when they do, our memory factor will simply store it as usual. There's nothing we can do about it. Returning to the past for a do-over is not really an option as far as I know. Therefore, the only way to effectively deal with that memory is to rearrange it the way we see it, thereby turning it from being a painful memory into being a useful resource. The fact is that pain is in itself a tool. It's a teacher. Pain is an indicator which tells us something about what's happening to us. Pain is also a motivator towards a cause of action, a veritable tool towards the molding of character. When you visit an orthopedic hospital, pain in your limb is a proof that the limb is alive and therefore can be saved, while no pain means it's gone. Every patient in those hospitals are grateful to have the pain. 
Also, as a father of several children, I have found that babies are intrigued with fire. When you light a candle, you need to actively keep the baby's hand away from the flame. That is until he or she feels the burning sensation in that flame. That pain experience speaks clearer than a thousand words that you could ever say. From that moment, you won't have to hold that baby back from the fire. Whenever a painful experience happens in life, it's an excellent opportunity to make adjustments if possible. Even in cases when an occurrence seems to be intractable, it presents an opportunity to build up our mental capacity through deploying problem-solving skills in that situation. So whether it is to indicate life or measure health conditions or mold character, the bottom line here is that pain is useful. So make it an ally. Any parent who doesn't allow his kids a little pain may eventually have to deal with weak children in the future. A person's willingness to forgive doesn't really make that person a good person. It only makes the person a mentally mature person. They have learned how to rearrange incidents in their mind and see them differently. Personally, I have found that trying to look at things from another point of view can decrease the trend towards anger and turn one's mind towards reason. Blaming others for your pain makes you powerless. But looking to find your own part in causing that matter puts you back in control of your life. If you believe others are the cause of your problems, it means you are not in control of your life. But if you take the blame, then you are in control, which makes forgiving other persons quite easy. A victim is always bitter. But one who makes a mistake learns from his mistake. Try never to think as a victim, cause it's a miserable experience. Always see it as a mistake on your part. Learn from it, forgive, and then move on. I know that many say forgive because of God. But if forgiveness is because of another entity, then it's cosmetic. This is because forgiveness is not just about acts or actions, but it comes from the heart. Therefore, you must do it not just because of God, but because it's the best thing for you to do. This is also beside the fact that every ill feeling carried in the heart against a person only serves to defile the heart of the carrier, not the target of the hatred. In other words, Hating someone doesn't hurt the person, but hurts the hater. It is in your best interest to do what it takes to resolve your passions for your own well-being. Now, in conclusion this matter, I will urge my listeners to give far more attention to their inner life beyond their outer life. It's such a pity that for the most part, Religious activities target external behavior and virtue more than internal well-being. But in following the teachings of Christ, it's very easy to see that the internal aspects of life are by far the most vital 
for general spiritual well-being. Don't merely avoid the appearance of evil as a show of piety. This is how people look at things. But remove evil for your own good. People go here and there looking for evil in things. But there is nothing that is evil. There is no other place in this world where evil exists but in the hearts of men. Indeed, nothing that exists is inherently evil until a man makes it so. As Christ said in Matthew 15, 16 to 19, he said it and I paraphrase. He said that nothing on the outside can defile a man, only what comes from his inside or the heart, which means nothing physical is evil, only thoughts that proceed from the heart. So it's not really what you do with your body that is evil, it's what you do in your heart. Therefore, pay keen interest and attention to matters of the heart much more than matters of the flesh and you can better ensure your eternal destiny in Christ. Remember, as you have been forgiven, also work on your own ability to forgive and live a far better and peaceful life on earth. Thank you very much for listening and God bless you. You were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.